Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We don't need any drinks, any drugs to talk with Mike Cadlick. He's the Patriots beat reporter for WEEI Boston, and he joins us now to talk about the New England Patriots. Mike, good morning to you. Have you ever been to D.C.? Mike, you with Good us? morning. I was in D.C. once uh, two years oh. ago. Yeah, you got me? Yeah. Yep. You got me now? We oh, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, sorry. I uh, was in D.C. about two years ago. Uh, watched the marathon um, with my uh, girlfriend. Went down there and watched her siblings. So it's a crazy time. But, uh, yeah, happy. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you with us here. And the Patriots are a fascinating team. One thing you, you said during the break, which I thought was interesting, you know how fans are. And I, I tend to lean toward your side here when it comes to Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi. And you know how this is going to play out. One bad throw for Mac Jones early on. And immediately, the Patriots fans, like last year, are going to be yammering for Bailey Zappi. So why is it that you believe that Mac Jones is the guy for this team moving forward? I just objectively think he's you know a better quarterback. And that's no slight on Bailey Zappi. Like, when he got thrown into the fire last year, uh, he was okay. And he made it work. But... Uh, it was clear to me that they called the offense a little bit differently when he was behind center. Uh, they made it easier for him. And frankly, when Mac was there, it was just, it was a disaster. And um, I think he got the short end of the stick. I think that, uh, you know, you bring in a guy like Bill O'Brien, you uh, you add Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Kosicki this offseason, and I think you're going to see a much improved Mac Jones, uh, similar to what we saw in his rookie year, where there was a lot of promise. I mean, at one point, they were the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, which is crazy to think about, you know, in, in a rookie quarterback's first season. But uh, they were up there. Things went smooth. And then, you know, Bill Belichick made arguably reset things, give Mac, you know, a chance. And I think, uh, I don't know if shine's the right word, but I think he'll be a, a high-quality football player this season. Okay, so what about the floor for the Patriots? Because I think we saw it last year, at least <laughs> when it came to the offense. Like, it was a very low yep. floor. But one would think that – you can only go up from here. So is there still kind of a factor of mm, the Patriots can still be pretty bad this year? Yeah, I think, I mean, there, there's certainly a low floor as well. Um, but I don't think it can get much worse than what we saw last season. Last year, it was uh, a disaster is putting it lightly. It really was, especially on offense. Like they, they couldn't even run. They couldn't even get, you know, plays called. It was, it was really, it, it wasn't a good look for, for anyone. Um, so I don't know if it can get much worse than it was last year, but uh, there's certainly a floor. You know, you, you didn't they didn't make a splash move at wide receiver. Yeah, they brought in Juju, who I'm personally high on, but 
I mean, that could turn around. He he was nursing a, a knee injury um, throughout the entire offseason program, which he hurt uh, during the playoffs last year. So um, I think the defense is kind of, you know, stuck in his weights. And Brian doesn't come in and work his magic. And Mac Jones still has a hangover from last season and, you know, can't get can't get back into it, then, yeah, I think things could go south pretty quickly. I don't know if uh, if they'll call on Zappi uh, right away. I don't really know what their their threshold for that will be, but uh, there is a chance things get ugly as well, and there's been a lot of talks about hot seat with Bill Belichick. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think he has to prove it this year that he can still you know, be a, a viable coach in the NFL. We're talking with Mike Cadillac, Patriots beat reporter for WEEI in Boston. Well, that goes right into my next question, which is what what is the runway for Bill Belichick? And I know you probably talked about this ad nauseum, but it is fascinating when you're talking about a Hall of Fame head coach who has done everything you can yeah. do. And yet, where where is that balance between you created, helped create a dynasty, and yet at the same time, it is a win-now league? Where is that? Where do you draw that line? It's a really tough question to answer. It really is, and I don't know if I have the perfect answer for you. Um, yeah. I just think, you know, you play it at this point year by year because, um, you know, he is in his his mid-70s now, so he doesn't have much longer anyway. Um, it sounds like, obviously, Robert Kraft has a ton of respect, and they have a mutual respect for each other, but uh, there is some, you know, bumping and, you know, not – I don't think they're seeing eye to eye right now, and so I think mm-hmm. – Kraft wants to make the right decision. I think he wants to, um, at the end of the day, Robert Kraft wants to win football games. And I think he thinks that Bill Belichick is the right man to do that right now. And I think he wants him to break Don Shul's record as well. Um, however, he wants to win. And he said it, that he uh, playoffs are his goal and he wants to win a playoff game. So if the Patriots miss the playoffs for what would be the second season in a row, um, look, I don't know if there would ever be a, a breaking news headline that the Patriots fired Bill Belichick. But if there was some sort of trade that happened, if there was a mutual parting of ways where Bill Belichick, you know, wants to try something new, or if he ends up just retiring and not breaking Don Chula's record uh, because Robert Kraft decides that, look, we need to go in a direction in a different direction. If the Patriots win like five or fewer games this season, it wouldn't shock me if that was the case that that happened with Belichick. But frankly, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to be that bad. I think, in my opinion, they're going to have a pretty solid season. All right, so it's training camp season, which means that yep. most of these teams, the vibes are pretty high because everybody's undefeated. But you were telling us before we went on air uh, how bad the vibes were last year. You could feel the tension brewing. We saw a blow-up from Mac Jones on the sideline, which seems very uncharacteristic yep. of somebody like that who is usually pretty stoic. Uh, what are the vibes now? Do they seem to have gotten any better? Yes, the, the vibes have definitely been better. And um, throughout last season's OTA program, there was like a little bit of optimism. And then it quickly went south within like the first few days of training camp. Um, and it feels a little bit similar to that right now. Um, I think the offseason program had a different feel, especially when we were out there with OTAs. It was just my main takeaway, especially watching the offense, was that Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. has complete control. Um, as well as Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones already has a, a good understanding of what O'Brien wants to do offensively. It's going to be, you know, a very matchup driven scheme. They're not going to ask him to do too much. He needs to be smart with the football. And I think that that's Mac Jones' strength is, you know, his cerebralness, uh, his brain. Cerebralness is a little bit longer of a word than I wanted to use here, but <laughs> you understand uh, what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah, I just think uh, the vibes are better. 
Um, it's going to it's gonna depend on what Mac Jones can do with the weapons that he was provided. And, you know, the Patriots lost to DeAndre Hopkins sweepstake. Uh, personally, I would have went all in for him. I just think a guy like that can can elevate your offense so much. It gives the defense someone that you need to scheme up every single Sunday. And uh, now the Patriots kind of just have a bunch of number twos and threes. So it's going to be heavily on Bill O'Brien. And I think that, you know, going back to the vibes, the vibes were high because of what O'Brien showed us throughout the first, you know, the first couple open media OTA. So uh, we'll be back down there Wednesday for training camp. Uh, I think the vibes are that, you know, we're turning over a new leaf. They're turning over a new leaf and, you know, they kind of, they seem excited and ready to go. So again, hopefully uh, it's, it's a tough division, the AFC East. I see the odds on the screen right now. The Patriots uh, rocking dead <laughs> yeah. last at plus seven fifty. So uh, it's tough, but I think, you know, they're all going to compete for the postseason. I really believe that. And, uh, the Patriots can squeak in again. I, I believe that they have they have the option, the ability to uh, to get there. Mike, we've got about three minutes to go here, and sure. you see the Jets plus two fifty right behind the Bills. So my question is: We were talking about Aaron Rodgers, and there's always hype when you see a trade like this, right? Do you believe the Jets are going to be that good, or, or where would you rank them as far as what you might expect this season? I'm glad you asked because this has been sort of my. I guess it's not as hot of a take as I, I'm try, I'm making it out to be, but I really think the Jets can win the AFC East. I think they can win the division. Okay. Um, I know there's a lot of this media hype and the the hard knocks nonsense and, oh, the Jets don't want to be in front of the camera. And I I, I think it's kind of weak of them. Like, you know, you, you want all this shine and then they give you the cameras and you're like, wait, we don't want it. But uh, right. they need if they put that aside, um, Aaron Rodgers is still one of the top five quarterbacks in football when he's on his game. I think he uh, – he plays better when he's doubted. Um, he, he showed it in Green Bay after they drafted Jordan Love. He won two straight MVPs. So uh, the Jets have, you know, Garrett Wilson, who's a an up-and-coming receiver. I think he's going to be a stud. They have uh, a couple guys with Lazard and Cobb coming in to kind of, you know, give Rodgers some familiarity. He's already worked with Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, their defense was really good last year, and the problem was really just quarterback play with Zach Wilson. So um, if Rodgers can come in, command the offense, which I think he can do, um, the Bills – you know, as, as much as the people want to call them the big bad bills of the AFC East, I think that, uh, you know, they're just kind of waiting in the water right now. And I think the Jets can jump on it. Um, so it's going to be up to Rodgers. And I think, again, he he plays better when he's doubted. So I think that team can, you know, be really good and potentially win the division. They would be my pick at plus 250. He's getting ready for training camp like the rest of us as the Patriots beat reporter for WEEI in Boston. It is Mike Cavick. Mike, we appreciate the time this morning and enjoy covering the team this season. For your sake, I hope they're better than people <laughs> expect, and I think you believe they are going to be. Yeah, I do. I, maybe maybe I'm uh, I'm rocking with the vibes too much. But, yeah, I think we're going to see uh, something pretty good in New England. So thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet, man. Have a good one. Well, I'll tell you one thing. When you hear a beat reporter come on and give you reasoning as to why a team should be better than expectations, that's always a – to me, it's always interesting because, you know, I can go, it can go both ways, Chelsea. You're, you're surrounded by the team so much you pick up on the positivity or maybe you have an inside track. It can be either one. Also, I don't think it's a given that all teams have good vibes, though, because I have covered yeah. Dolphins teams that were literally booing Ryan Tannehill – on the first snap of training <laughs> camp. So, yes, most teams are more uh, positive this time of year. 
But like he said, like those vibes can go away in a hurry. So I think it is important to have beat writers on and people who have like the boots on the ground because you get Mm -hmm. more of a feel. Like, isn't that why they send journalists out into the field? Because you get something that like we at home don't get. No, it's true. You got to pick up on the vibes and you make a really good point. Just because you're covering a team doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbow. Sometimes you're like, yeesh. This does not look you good around the here. Commanders. These guys do not look that. Yeah, well, that's also <laughs> true. But 20 years covering the commanders, you'll be like, mm, I, I, no, I'm not sold this year. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.